everyone. Welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cockhorse. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be uh, back here and uh, having a terrific guest with us. Mr. Adam Curry is in the house. Yes, he so, is. And yeah. uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you, Adam. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. You're so white when you say that, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the house. I'm in my house, ho, man. Ho, ho. You're in your house. And Todd's in his house. No one's in the house. That, you can't even say that anymore. No one's in the oh, house. Oh, that's right. It's the metaverse now, Adam. <laughs> yes, there you go. Web3. <laughs> so by the way before we get started did you uh see the dm i sent you on twitter i got on newsy and did an interview yeah i saw yes, that yes i did of course yeah i got the shot out in there in the morning thank you i appreciate that you have a clip of it play a clip todd you got a clip i do i've got a clip but i don't have a clip player like you do so oh, it's okay. not all set <laughs> that was funny it was funny to see some of the older um you know uh, People going way back, uh, showing up. I saw Ron Blue. I know. I couldn't believe it. I was like, one word, bronzer. That's all (laughs) I could think. Bronzer. (laughs) You know, you know, and Robin, I talked about that on the last show. It's like 99% of the people, 99.9% of the people in the podcasting space says, Ron, who? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, but I I don't want to discount his role and and we shouldn't. you know, things didn't go as they could have, but we broke a lot of ground and a lot of that wheel that we invented and it turned out to be pretty square is being reinvented before your very <laughs> eyes. I mean, we have the same damn things. It started with, oh, you're using my content without my permission. Well, that is now a, <laughs> now called the DMCA takedown. So what has really changed in 18 years, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, we broke a lot of ground. We made a lot of mistakes, spent a lot of other people's money. And gave a lot of that to podcasters, by the way. Yes, you did. Uh, it was, I think so, it was to the tune of what, about thirty-six million or something like that. Yeah. Oh, before everything was done, uh, it was over fifty. I think. I think over fifty. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it, it, I, I feel very bad for the investors. Um, it didn't work out. That sucked. Oh, really? <laughs> Well, of course, because if it if it would have went successful, you would have had another huge exit. So you know, and the problem the problem was you know we were just ramping up, and then you know, audio flipped to Twitter, Facebook went uh, wide open, YouTube uh, exploded with uh, with their multi billion dollar purchase. So podcasting, as you know, was just kind of snowed under for gosh the next eight, nine, ten years until Serial came along. You know, is isn't it funny? Because if you think about the grind we were doing in those years, there was like every other, well, like every six month, podcasting is dying, and then podcasting is a new thing. Podcasting is dying. Podcasting is yeah. a new thing. It was like they couldn't make up their mind. I haven't seen any podcasts is dying articles this. Well, maybe I have this year. Who knows? I'm sure there's one or two out there. Yeah, it's always well, now it's, the, they have to uh, kill podcasting because you know white yeah. supremacists use it. So that's that's kind of what it's yeah. become now. Well, Todd, it's now kill RSS or kill the download. That that's the new theme now. It's not it's not so much kill well, podcasting as a as well. A thing. They, they've they've had their you know those that have agendas have had uh, their sites on RSS for years. They hate it. They hate it because you it's know it's open. <laughs> well, this is why this space exists. You know, this audience knows this. We've talked about this 5,000 times. And, you know, Adam, you're the absolute purveyor of that. I, I don't think people hate RSS. I think that they're frustrated because they, 
they feel that they can do so much better if only pesky RSS wasn't in the way and in mm. the equation. So right. it's not a hate of RSS. It's a hate of their inability to be any bigger or more powerful than RSS, which is, I mean, it, it, you just can't. It's, it's so embedded everywhere in the internet. And we'll probably talk about that as we talk about podcast index. You know, my view of, of podcasting and RSS feeds and their use is not universally, um, is not universal for everybody. You know, and I think podcasting can be many things. Doesn't just have to be a show that updates regularly, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. RSS is so embedded in my, in my professional life, just it connects all disparate pieces together and, you know, I ingest in and <laughs> we spew it back out. <laughs> it's really, it's really a beautiful mechanism. And because I don't have to get anyone's permission or talk to anyone about it, or, you know, I can just publish it will. That's very annoying. There's a lot of research papers and studies and um, things being reported about, you know, what is this, 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 this podcasting, we can't deplatform it. We can't take it down and Google refuses to. And, you know, it's a, uh, that's very confusing for people who have grown up, unlike us, uh, thinking the internet is a phone and there's these things on the phone that you can do, you know? So um, they've never seen a command line or really know how any of the, I mean, this, the stuff we're not teaching in school, basically, <laughs> the, the stuff we should be teaching. Right. And, and there's definitely, you see it with uh, Joe on Spotify, the folks that are over there that are, you know, hell bent to have some of his stuff removed or have him removed. And, um, he could be now, I don't think Spotify will ever do that. They got too much money wrapped up in him, but I think that, uh, that's probably a big frustration too, is there are people out there that want to silence some voices. And I, I think, you know, you, we all know you can say what you want to say. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to, uh, not get sued for it. But, or, you know, be criticized for it, but you know, it's still a pretty open space now where you can say what you want and then you can either move along or you can complain about it, I guess. Well, I am, uh, unlike most, I am very pro censorship on social media. I'm very pro censorship on Spotify, very pro censorship on Apple, uh, Google. I really want more and more censorship. I want regulation from the government <laughs> on these companies so that no one can enter their space and be like them. Because we have the alternatives, they're running, there are millions of people using them, everything from Mastodon to Podcast Index, um, even to a degree, uh, Substack, you know, they've, they're somehow kept outside of this. This is a beautiful time in our lives where there's still this, I think, relatively wide open window where we can load Linux on our computers. We can access, you know, IP layer and, and, and have services running from, you know, in, 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 like with Tor, even from our home, we can do these things. You know, uh, Nextcloud is a great alternative to the whole Google suite. We can do all these things. So I want it to be really difficult for people to function within the constraints of the government and in collusion with big tech because people will just move over to all these other places and then it gets a lot more fun. So uh, I'm, I really want to accelerate that and I encourage it and uh, uh, whistleblower Hogan for president. Very well done. <laughs> you know, the, you talk about Mastodon and probably everyone was like, huh, Mastodon who? 
Well, why don't you tell them what Mastodon is? I, I'm running a Mastodon server. Um, well, people are going to know what Mastodon is pretty soon because uh, former President Trump's social network, Truth.Social, will be running on Mastodon. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, running completely on Mastodon code. So um, the hope is, or the, the question, of course, is will that large uh, instance federate with the rest of uh, the Fediverse? And I'll explain that. So you can get off the shelf an open source social network package that you can load. And, you know, if you just want to run it for your friends, your family, you can literally put it on a laptop, have it run it at home. It's great fun. If you want to do thousands and thousands of people, uh, it starts to get a lot more complicated pretty quickly, particularly in disk usage, disk usage mainly, I would say, and, and bandwidth to a certain degree. Um, but what's cool about it is you can just have your little community and you can determine your own rules. You know, there's no algorithms, but you can determine who's in, who's out, whatever, permissions. What, you can be God. You can be Jack Dorsey <laughs> or the new guy. Um, but you can then turn on federation, which means you can talk to other servers. And then once you follow someone, then, you know, there's, there is a an algorithm of sorts that kind of starts, starts to flow the content from these other servers into your servers you have a separate um fediverse timeline uh, a local timeline then of course your notifications and then people who you follow so you can be following people who are on no agenda social podcast index.social or mastodon.social or any of these other places from your own little server and you determine what you see you determine who's blocked or you can even do it by an entire server instance like nothing from trump.social right um I, I'm bullish on this, and I called this a long time ago that Trump would do something like this. Um, and if he does, that uh, will be very interesting. It will, of course, immediately make a big problem because Mastodon open source software is driven by people who really, in their core, hate everything about Donald Trump. But the rules of open source dictate that he can use their software. So when and if, Trump.social or truth.social starts to federate, it'd be very interesting to see what happens. It'll be in the news a lot and people will know what Mastodon is. That's going to change. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the big takeaway right. here. So if anybody wants to uh, check it out themselves, all they got to do is go over to geeknews.chat and uh, sign up for an account. Uh, Adam and uh, Rob, you guys can't see it, but I've got the dashboard up right there. Timeline. I got the federated timeline, local timeline notifications, and, of course, the home chat, too. So, Yeah, I wanted to kind of kind of extend that conversation over to the podcasting realm to, to, to some degree and just um, think, you know, we're seeing these big corporations get into podcasting and, and the, these proprietary platforms kind of, kind of push into the medium over the last, you know, 10 years or so. Um, and I feel that there's pressure kind of pushing on this stuff and then, but if you think back to the very early days of podcasting, and this is a theme that's kind of come up on online, if you've noticed it, Adam, but there was a couple of articles that a couple of us wrote back in 2006 predicting the future of podcasting, and it's now being looked at as kind of like um, what was being said back there is perfectly applicable to what's happening today, and 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 it definitely has this feeling that Things haven't changed as much as I, I think a lot of people would like to think that the podcasting medium has changed. Um, and are we kind of in this um, this phase where, 
or there's proprietary platforms pushing in and, you know, and you're seeing kind of this push of what started podcasting originally was the non-commercialism and the, the open nature of it and stuff. So this tension is building. Um, I mean, as you think about what you're doing with your platform, how do you see that kind of playing out here over the next couple of years? The, the tension with these big companies getting in and, but yet, the desire to push to stay open. Well, I have a question before we talk about the tension. When yeah. we talk about um, moving podcasting along further, what exactly are people talking about? What exact, you know, podcasting hasn't grown. Well, it has grown in how many people are listening and, and producing. So what exactly is the complaint? Yeah, and that's that's a terrific question, Adam, because I don't think that it can be articulated in a way that really, um, makes a lot of sense in the historical context. Um, yeah, and then well, also in the, it. yeah, I can answer it. I can answer yeah. it. It's the yeah. fact that they control if you can be on or not. That's the entire thing. That's yep. all that it's about is like, and, and, and mea culpa, uh, I never took into account when I really helped Apple establish iTunes as the default on-ramp and gateway to, uh, podcasting. I didn't realize what a position they were actually put in. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, you still, I mean, I don't know what the process these days, I haven't submitted my last three podcasts to Apple, so I have no idea. Um, I don't know if it still takes a day or three days or a week or whatever, how the review process is done, but that of course is completely counterintuitive to what podcasting really is about. And the mm -hmm. tension you speak of is really within industry players who have not done anything to solidify or to um uh, uh or to stand out from the crowd by doing something different and right. uh for over a decade a whole lot of people have been sitting around saying well if apple doesn't do it then and then it became if apple and spotify doesn't do it then and mm -hmm. so what apple and spotify have done is you know they're just taking the content. They don't give a flying fuck about, excuse me. They don't care about features <laughs> at all. You can they swear on this share. It's okay. Yeah, They can always <laughs> bake those in if they want to. But what the tension is, can I get on? Um, will it be fair? You know, will I get kicked off? You know, what are the rules of the road? And um, what constitutes how I should be doing it? Just all of these things. That's That's the tension that people are going to lose the control because that's the difference. And it's not true, of course, because, uh, and, for sure, it's not true since we started Podcast Index, and mm -hmm. we have many, many alternative apps for people to use over uh, Apple and Spotify. And mm -hmm. what you're going to see is people giving them a reason to try new apps, to use new apps. Now, that is up to the app developers. And we have, I'd say, three uh, of the new podcast uh, app, if you want to try one, newpodcastapps.com. Um, three of these developers, one has uh, secured funding and uh, is actively marketing now, is using some of that money to market uh, their app. Um, another one is basically given up his day job uh, and has dedicated himself full-time and is really kicking ass. I'm not going to name them um, just because I think everyone's kicking ass. Um, and then there's, um, there's a third. What was the third one I was thinking of? Well, anyway, you know... You can, anyone can, with some skills can make a podcast app, but to make a podcast app and market it and have it used successfully, it's a business, you know, you got to work at it. It's not something like, here's mm -hmm. an app. Why aren't people using it? You right. really got to do something. 
Um, and there's yeah. and because of the nature of podcast index and how it regards RSS and RSS feeds, there's plenty more use coming uh, with new interfaces. And I'm thinking music. I'm thinking documentaries. I'm thinking uh, audiobooks. I'm thinking PDFs for all I care. There's a lot of things that that are coming in the model that we see shaping up before us. And the least of the problems is money. The least of the problems for people podcasting is money. It's really not a big deal in the realm of podcasting. It's a big deal um, to industry to players, of course. Right. You, you know, you're providing services. You want to keep your business alive. You want, um, you know, the, yeah. it, it's an important service. And if you look at uh, the development of podcasting, the hosting business has always been a beautiful array of disparate companies. You know, it's not all uh, aggregated into one. And, and funny enough, if someone really wanted to just do it right, they could, I guess, if they threw enough money and people at it. But so, you know, we try to acquire little bits and pieces and they're fucking themselves. You know, we found out that um, uh, almost 800,000 of the anchor feeds that are in <laughs> podcast index are not in the Apple uh, uh, index. You know, so they're screwing themselves easily. And we're just sitting there going like, oh, okay, we got it all. You know, if you're looking for it. And again, is that really the most important thing? You know, we still can add um, a feed manually. So I just don't see the uh, the tension other than self-created amongst players who are caught in irons. And I, to be honest, you two are a little bit in there. And I'm not saying it's not that you wouldn't want to uh, roll out, you know, full interfaces to uh, 2.0. Uh, features. Um, I, I understand. I understand very well after two years of kind of sitting, you know, in your backyard and observing. Like, holy shit, there's a lot that goes into that. And when you screw something up with feeds or someone's podcast, I mean, that's when you die because you just can't get enough support people. So I get it. Um, but that's what has to move ahead. And actually, and then I'll shut up. Something happened today, which could be very important. Could be could be kind of a cool thing. Um, the iHeartRadio, uh, specifically their podcast division, has been sued under the um, Americans with Disability Act for not providing transcripts uh, to their podcast, which is something I've warned about for years. I knew this was going to happen at some point. I also happen to be somewhat hard of hearing, so um, I follow the news. Not that, you know, I just crank it up. I'm lucky I can turn up my headphones to 15. I can still hear. Um, uh, but now it's like this is mad scramble. Like, oh, what are we going to do? Well, I believe they could completely, um, anybody could do away with lawsuits if you automatically um, provide, and this is a producer, by the way. Sure, they have their own app, but it's about the production and the publishing of the content. Um, they can provide these transcripts. They can provide them in a way that is compatible with, uh, with industry standards. And here's a plethora of apps guaranteed that if if any app uh, app developer kind of had his head on straight, and I'm going to talk to a few of them, they might make a special part of hearing version where the transcripts, instead of like captions underneath, could be large, you know, or configure it yourself. This can be done today. And, you know, where are people going to go? Buzzsprout, uh, rss.com. That's where people are going to go because the features are ready and baked in. That's That's what I believe. Now, Will some companies go, well, okay, we're going to do automatic transcription for every podcast on our platform. All right, fine. That's another way to do it. 
But I think that comes with so many inherent risks for a corporation to be, you know, transcribing someone else's work and then, you know, decisions are made upon that. And it's all kinds of, it just, it seems backward to me. Whereas we now have everything in place. Uh, there's a Ryan uh, at Podcast Index, that's social. He's working on a service where literally it, it you just publish your feed, your your new episode and the transcript is automatically put in. It's all good to go. I mean, these things are happening at record pace. We just all got to step up and shine because the opportunities are right there in front of us. One of the things that uh, we did a number of years ago was we partnered up with a company that provides, at least at Blueberry, provides all our podcasters a transcript. Now it's delivered to them because they record their show, they post it, it has to be processed and they send it back to them then the content creator themselves has to decide, you know, what are they going to do with it? Are they going to put, add it to the, to the tag and make sure that it's available. But the problem really is too, even at that level, computer generated transcripts right now, are, they're about an 85 to 90%. But I, I think something is better than nothing. I mean, I, I use it for all of my shows. All of them are transcribed and I cannot teach otter.ai that it is John C. Dvorak. It's still John C. Devora. Um, right, right, but right. in general, yeah. I'm quite happy. I'd say that's more than 80%. I think they're more like 90, 90% on accuracy, 99% on comprehensibility. Yeah, I think you're right too on that. And you, there might be a few words that are screwed up, but usually you can, you can stay you within can the context. Yeah. So, so uh, what I'm saying is any company that, and shoot, you know, they can do it with you guys too. You have open, text fields sure. right so they can they you can jam in a and you, you support the namespace well, we, we, we already in. support the transcript namespace yeah so, well perfect that's what i'm saying yeah. it's like it's good to go all you need to do is start using it and say okay i mean you can do that or you can go and re-engineer your whole app and go do all that shit for for a year or hey we're compliant it's working on these apps the industry is moving ahead we're a leader you know, that's what everybody can say. Now, is instead they're going to do, oh, don't worry, Amazon can do it. <laughs> well, you know, and I think part of it is as well, and, and, and I understand where you're coming from, and the new app developers who are supporting some of these new tags, I think it's they're to be commended. Um, you know, I, I do we want all the apps to support this stuff? Yes. And the question is, or the challenge happen? is, how do we make it happen? And I think what it... Well, it's, it's not, think, but at this point, sorry to interrupt, it's not an app support problem. Chapters and transcripts are, are supported almost universally. These are, the, these are the two out of the gate. Now it's a publishing problem. It is a... You guys need to educate. It's got to be in the, in the newsletters, you know, like, hey, ADA lawsuit. Let's, let's all work on this. You need... I mean, if you have a, a transcript partner, then, you know, gosh golly let's integrate it let's let's just get that going because it's at this point the lawsuit is against the publisher the problem is with the publisher and the publisher is using whatever they use to publish their rss feed right it's not supporting something that is out there and can be supported and by the way uh as a hard of hearing person i get to say hello fellow deaf people we can use a different app we use screen readers you know all kinds of stuff we can if it's available, we have to be part of the solution and not, well, it's not on Apple yet, so it's not good enough. No, you, yeah, come on. You know, we all have to work together on this. At the same time, how do we incentivize 
Okay, so I'm going to say that word purposely. How do we incentivize Marco and all these other app developers to get on board and start implementing support for transcripts? Let's just go there. Okay, I, I, all I, right. Again, we're going back. It's 10, the chicken or the egg thing, years, right? Todd, I know. I'll do it again with you. You've <laughs> got to start pushing it hard. If you push it and the podcasts are publishing it, look, there's no downside. If if the app doesn't eat it, the app doesn't eat it. No problem. The upside is Marco can one day wake up and say, okay, I see now we have all the hosts are publishing transcripts, chapters, etc. I can start flipping a few of these things on. It's no longer, you don't get to wait anymore for Marco to do it. I'm sorry, neither of you. Shame on you for even <laughs> suggesting it. Well, no, be honest with you. We've been down this road before with app developers with lots of cool things and the app, it goes, develop, nowhere. It goes nowhere. So I, I agree with yeah, you. But, but, I agree. But, but, I agree in we principle. Have, we have implementations. We have proof. We have proof of work. We have working apps with yeah. all of these features. I agree. Working now, yeah. many for I, well over a year. I agree. I went to the far as when we were doing subscribe on Android long before Google was on the space, 13 lines of code. All they had to do is cut and paste into a specific part of their app and it would support the one click subscribe on Android. And we got about 13 apps to adapt that. But do you know how much hair pulling I got? And I gave them the code just to cut and paste. We made it so yes, simple. I do, Todd. <laughs> I do, because we're trying to get all the hosts to implement one line know, of code for Podping. And I know how hard it is. <laughs> you get, know, you know. <laughs> to get hosting companies to do something. That's yes, right. It's funny. I know exactly <laughs> how hard it is. So it's. You know, we're not, we're not way, innocent. We're not, we could talk like this to each other because you said, let's just go there. I'm that's there. Right. And we respect and love each other. So this is not you know, a, a, an angry conversation. And, and as I had said in also, so, you know, this is my perspective. I can go to my team and say, okay, let's put, let's put these 10 podcast 2.0. And we have a list of podcast 2.0 initiative tags that we're going to implement. But it's just one of those. Right. And the thing is, where does it fit in my dev priority? You know, and, and really, and be honest with you, what I'm looking at now, and it's no secret, is that anything that helps a podcaster grow is my priority because that's my number Can I ask one a question. Sure. Because I've always wanted to know what this means. Because I hear you guys talk about it all the time. What does it mean when you say you want to help people to grow their podcast? Yeah, grow what the show. Grow, grow mean and what is the ultimate what is the ultimate goal? So a grow audience. Yeah, grow audience. That's what it is. That's all. That's, what it that's means. the, it, when I do a call with a podcaster, number one thing, how do I grow my audience? How do I grow that's my really, audience? How it's do really I interesting because I, I have changed, my whole outlook has changed on what growth of audience means. Um, the days of you win when you have the most audience, the biggest audience is really over. It is completely over. Look at the, what are the Nielsen ratings for Netflix and Amazon <laughs> and HBO? You're not going to get them because they don't do them. Right, right. And, and, the, and they never will. They, they may talk about, if they have some record-breaking thing, they'll use it from time to time. But in general, no, because there's no, no accountability. Um, but that's where everyone's going. And they're all going there because it's not important how many people are listening or watching because there's no ads. It's important um, 
for them how many people they can keep engaged with with great content to keep paying their monthly subscription. Right. So we've seen the value for value model. We've seen Patreon models. These are very successful. Growing your your show to me it means a couple of things, but it's always going to be about the value of the audience that you attract. That's what that's what it's going to be. If you're just growing your show, to me that means I just want to make money with advertisement. The bigger my show, the more money I'll make. Fine. I think that's a dead-end strategy. I just don't think it's a great way to go anymore. And it, for television, radio, or podcasts, any of it, this is this is changing. The audiences are rejecting into the interruptive advertising model. Podcast audiences have long rejected the start with 10 ads, Joe Rogan. We all forwarded through it. <laughs> we, all, right. we all know we yeah. did that. Click, you know, click, 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 right, click, right. click. Just fast forward. Right. So uh, let's not horse around. For me, for, um, so for instance, for MoFax, which is, uh, you know, it's important to me that we make a certain base because Mo needs to live. Um, more important, I think, for both of us is the the responses we get from people, how they're affected by the content and the feedback they provide. No agenda is well known. We barely do the show. I mean, <laughs> the producers do everything for us, you know, but we spend an inordinate amount of time sifting through it and going down rabbit holes that they sometimes open up. But there it's like, what is important? I need to pay the rent. So, um, and that's an immediate thing. So I, I don't care if it's, a thousand people helping me pay the rent or 10 or a million. Right. Doesn't matter to yep. me. Doesn't matter. Every single one of them who contributes value is, is a value to me. And therefore that's someone who I find important to grow the show. I, so, I do not disagree with you at all. In that I know assessment. you don't, but, but because, we got to sometimes be, break through and tell people again, remind them. Because I, I understand what you have accomplished over there. And, and I'm just in Robin, I, I tell people all the time, you want to learn how to get your show beyond the advertising spot and be user support. You got to listen to the no agenda show. You just have to, and, and then come up with your own formula and, and rinse, wash and repeat. But I, but, now there's, but there's some other things, and this is also very important because I listened very carefully to your conversation on the last new media show about, um, Pod, podcasts, how many are active, you know, what's a dead show. And, and I take some exception right. to, uh, some of the concepts for me. I mean, I have several properties that exist in RSS form out there that don't update, haven't updated in a long time, but they're 100% valid podcast feeds. I don't uh, discount I feel that. that a university yeah. professor should be able to do a special lecture series, either recording in the auditorium or doing them at home, throw them up uh, on a feed. It's in the podcast app immediately. You know, so of course he used PodPing <laughs> to get it into Podcast Index. Um, and, um, and by the way, we now have a manual ad feed uh, feature. Good, to, oh, good, good to note. Good, good. Um, you know that, and that will be an interesting lecture for that school semester and then it may not update after that but who says that it's not valid for the next semester you know what? for the next class so the, these are all valid uses of podcasting to me and you don't necessarily have to have a show so maybe you guys need to have an additional metric on that page maybe uh, that metric should be valid rss feed valid media 
And and if it's if if it's no valid media, it's not in. So it gets removed. Have, so it's, it's already out. It's out. Episode right. or or you got a JPEG in there, you know, some some placeholder. We, I mean, so everything that's in there now is already self filtered. So that with the four point four million five hundred seventeen thousand one hundred eight feeds that you guys are looking at, all of yeah. those have an active media link and an active feed. Well, what do you mean by active? Okay, meaning meaning I can subscribe to it right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can subscribe to it, and the media is is, is available. Accessible. So yes. it's just still available. It, yeah. But also a lot of, and we we went through this on podcasting 2.0, the podcast, right after you guys published last week, and that was, in fact, we read Rob's email to me requesting this. So we, Dave Jones gave a twenty minute answer, which to <laughs> me was top top level right. uh, consultant type explanation. How even they dedupe the feeds. I mean, it's amazing the work that has been done. And here's the cool thing. We don't know everything. We still don't really have a grasp on on what is, you know, let's just use the word active or, you know, anything like that. But the entire database is completely available for anyone to download and sift through and and chop and slice and beauty. dice. And we update it, I think, every week. The whole thing is dumped. You can look at all of this. You can do whatever you want. And to me, it's like a consultant's dream uh, to go through this and really come up with some uh, some answers. The only thing we don't publish with it is um, uh, feed email addresses. Right. Good for you. Because we don't want people grabbing that and scamming that out. So that right. that's to me then, and I haven't listened to the explanation. I'll go back and listen to it. But I, I kind of assumed by default that was the case. I didn't know. But one thing that I do find interesting, though, is when we're talking about podcasters, oh, I can't compete in the space. Well, we, we all know the answer to that. That's bull. You can compete in the space, even if, even if there's only 393,000 shows that have updated in the last 60 days, you can compete in the space because if you're new and you're putting content out on a regular basis, it's a little bit different perspective. Now, if I want to go listen to that professor's lecture, but can I ask and, you a it's, question? and it's evergreen, Fantastic. Why do you have to compete? What are you? Com who are you competing oh, against? The, well, the, the three hundred thousand podcasts <laughs> that have updated. Are you really competing against those? They. That's the, the mind. That's the, too, the way. And I always argue. I said that's that's not where the competition. That's is. the mindset of the podcaster. No, that's the yeah. mindset yeah. of people who are poorly informed. So inform them. <laughs> the the three hundred thousand podcasts that update, you know, not everyone in the world is seeing these podcasts update. You know, you're not. Oh, there's. Right. Oh my God. I mean, this is not <laughs> podcasting. Does not equal YouTube. There right. is no algorithm that's going to pop stuff up. And you know, I know that this is the dream of the. Oh, it's it's a dream. Yes, it is. People, <laughs> uh, you know, no, it's it's it hasn't happened. No one's building it. No one's going to build it. There's not enough context around the publishing for people to actually do it in my opinion so you're competing against noise all over the place the no agenda show sends a newsletter the night before the afternoon it's actually it's timed around the world very sophisticated operation to remind people we're doing a show tomorrow these are some of the simplest things you can do that will blast you past the entire competition because most people don't do this get a Substack. Remind people the day, the night, whenever, whatever your rhythm is, that that's when it, it, something's coming. 
Right. My number one advice always for anybody who wants to do a podcast is if you want people to listen at all, your consistency must be there. You need to be consistent with the day and pretty much within a, an hour, a couple hour, couple hours uh, window of when you are publishing. That is the only way. People will forget about you very quickly. I don't disagree at all in any of what you said. Yeah, that's a lot of the reason why um, all the other noise, it's all the other noise. You're competing against the entire universe. Screensavers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You're competing against everything. People (laughs) squirrel. What? I forgot. Oh, just because you'll pop up in a notification on someone's podcast app with the 5,000 other ones I've subscribed to that I don't listen to anymore. Mm -hmm. Where is our, where are the automatic pruning apps? Ladies and gentlemen, come on app developers. We can be better. (laughs) Um, you know, your competition is something completely different. It was really interesting. I launched a new podcast two weeks ago, uh, with my wife, with Tina Curry and the keeper. And we, and the only reason we really launched it is, well, I knew that if we could be honest and speak the way we do at home, it'd be fun to listen to. I I know that I know that it it can be entertaining. Um, we really want, uh, we want to achieve Maybe uh, giving some normalcy in weird times for people who have kids, you know, just, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. We also drink wine. Who the hell knows what what we're doing? But um, as an adjacent part to that, 100% podcasting 2.0. So only submitted to podcast index. No other way of, is value for value, but no other way of funding it than through uh, streaming payments. Um, And I got to tell you, the, the, experience of not i didn't no pre-marketing we didn't tell anybody we're going to do this we launched the show one tweet and then have you ever seen the movie middlemen don't think so it's about the two guys who invented or started a company that would process credit card payments for porn companies that would show up as you know american entertainment on your credit card and these guys like strung out on coke and booze in some <laughs> shitty ass apartment and they've built this thing and like nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the night, you hear like every single time a payment is done like that. Right. So we have a little pew pew sound on uh, for a boostagram and when someone starts streaming and almost right away. And you see that and the, I, the, the feeling that at that very moment, someone's listening. They're not just listening. They're listening and they like it enough. They're sending us value back in real time right now within 10 minutes of launching this show. That was um, as exciting to me as the first kind of the first days of podcasting when when it kind of worked and people were like, holy crap, I heard your show. It, and, it worked. It came through on my, on my uh, iPod. And here's what's scary. 99% of the people don't know what the hell you're talking about right now. How no, that's not scary. No, not it's scary well, it's and it's well. I'm saying it's scary. It's okay. It's sad. No, no, no it's not sad. This is this is slow moving. Podcasting is a slow grower. It's always been that way. It, yeah, all it true. takes is for not just me, but for other people to tell their listening audience try a new podcast app, and for them to publish some, with some new features. That's all it takes. You know, and 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 the same with explaining how value for value streaming payments works. I, I, you know, it's it's not it's something that only each podcaster knows how to tell their audiences what to do, or where to start, or what they think is handy, or you know, that kind of stuff. It's not this is not a top down thing. 
So I just need to get at the podcasters. Podcasters need to see the advantage and the benefits and the fun. Uh, and then they need to go do it. Oftentimes so, now I get, we're, we get called, Rob probably does too, by new entrants that are going to be adding podcasts to their platform, whatever it may be. Sure. And so I'll, they always say, how do we get podcasters to talk about us? I says, you've got to give them something in return. Um, one, give them some client-side data. Two, and I, I tell them, go look at the Podcast 2.0 initiative. Look at ways that you can help the podcaster. And I'll be honest with you, when, it's, when you tell them that and they, they're like, they don't know how, I, I don't think they're used to being told how they can help. They ask, but I don't think they often listen. So when you tell them what they can do, I'm talking in circles here. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm just talking to myself when I'm telling them that. But if you, if you as a podcaster know that you're going to get paid, if you set up a lightning node, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, James Cridlin wrote a good article on lightning node on pod news. You can go read it. Or go to value4value.io, value4value.io. It's a pretty good explainer. And, and then tell your listeners to go use an app that supports it. Guess what? If they start, they're going to tell their audience, don't go use Apple Podcasts, don't go use Spotify, go use this app so you can help the show. And you're making a donation just by clicking well, play. Basically, it would be the same as saying, okay, I use Overcast. Now I've strapped my Venmo onto my Overcast app, and I've determined that every minute, every hour I listen, I'm going to send my favorite podcast $1, and then the Overcast app will be taking 160th of a dollar every minute and sending that to your favorite podcaster. That's exactly what we've created, except it's in Bitcoin because you can't do it with Venmo and all these other financial systems. You can't actually do micropayments at any affordable uh, rate. So that's the whole concept. So when you press play, the Bitcoin Venmo is sending directly to the podcaster's Venmo. From Venmo to Venmo, no one's in the middle of that. So you're doing that directly to them. And when you stop, then the payment stops. That's it. Value for the number four, value.io. We'll take it to the page that Adam's referring you to. Or talk we're talking about here. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's, we can, you guys have already come up with a way to solve a lot of these issues, but you need mm -hmm. people like Rob and I to implement. You need uh, more apps. Well, I folks. don't. Well, I don't need people like you. I okay. already have people like you. <laughs> I want true. people like you. There you I go. Want, you I want. want people yeah. like you. I want, I, and again, completely cognizant of the development time and issues and costs involved completely. But this is where I think uh, podcast service providers are going to differentiate. And all I'm doing is saying, here's a real opportunity on both the publishing and the app side for uh, Americans with disabilities. And the specific disability is hearing. Right. So holy crap. I and mean, we already have um, um Several apps, including Podverse. Podverse has done an incredible job putting in uh, accessibility features for the blind. So, you know, he's got great screen reader capabilities, has worked with a couple of people um, who um, who are experts or at least know what they're talking about. So he's, he's really done a good job there. So conversely, here we have a whole bunch of 
there's going to be a lot of um, companies reading this. I know because my wife uh, used to work at Ron McDonald House Charities uh, of Central Texas. She was the chief communications officer. And she saw coming down the pike years ago, oh, goodness, we have to um, annotate every single one of the videos we put on our website, in particular because they're connected to the medical industry. Otherwise, they are at huge risk for a lawsuit. And there have been many. And, you know, they've been frivolous. But this one against podcasting, don't step over it. This is a big deal. I don't think this is the. They can go to everybody now and really start messing with them. I don't think this is the first one. Wasn't there another one too, Rob? Do you remember? Yeah, I think there's been a couple of uh, lawsuits that have come up over the last couple of years in this area. But they, I think they, they just don't get a lot of traction as far as people's concern about them. Um, I think, I think iHeart's the biggest, but I think there was one other that was sued for the same ADA stuff. All I'm Mm -hmm. saying is. Yeah. Any big publisher who wants to be compliant one way or the other has a right. real easy out by using a host that supports it and I and there and and pointing to apps that support it. I think the opportunity for our app developers is how do I make something that embiggens the text, you know, or does something special mm-hmm. uh, that'll work for uh, that'll work for people. I I have to say, um, and it's not so much because I have hearing aids that are outstanding and very high tech stuff, but I have problems with a lot of the 5.1 mixes that are done on the streaming apps these days. Uh, You know, they're not really optimized for everybody's setup. And so I have a trouble with the middle channel. And uh, but even my wife, who is perfect of hearing. So we flip on closed caption and, you know, uh, how it's done matters. It really matters. Uh, You know, the the font, the the pacing, Mm -hmm. all that stuff matters quite a lot. So it, this is a big opportunity for podcasting 2.0 and players in the space. I mean, it's, if if I were uh, if I supported transcripts, I'd be like, hey, don't get sued. But it come the, to us at the same. Well, I'll yeah. say one thing and I'll let you go, Rob. Same thing about one thing about the transcripts, though. Many of the transcripts they're putting being put out are not in an SRT format. In other words, there's not a time sequencer with the transcripts. So in order to have this full implementation where you can have a sequence playback where the mm-hmm. words are playing back, you have to mm-hmm. have a, it's basically got to have the second by second tracking on the SRT yeah. file. Yeah. But there are plenty of companies. Plenty, that do that. plenty. I mean, I, I use otter.ai, but you know, there's all kinds of uh, Amazon AWS has sure. some stuff set up, but there are services available. And I know that uh, some uh, hosting companies are just offering that as an integration or as an add on. Personally, yeah. I think, You've got you've got corporate clients. They're going to come to you, say, you know, hey, Rob, here's our uh, our monthly phone call. What you got for me? You say, well, don't get sued. Uh, you know, for an extra X, we will get the transcripts for you. They're 2.0 compatible. Anyone who complains, you can say, hey, deaf person, use this app. You're covered. That's a that's a that's a huge business opportunity sitting right there for everybody to jump on. A marketing opportunity, a press release opportunity. Um, it's going to, this will be in the news because iHeart is, is, a, is a, might be a vocal target. We'll see. And there will be more. This, this may be just a test case or they may go, they may say, Hey, all the Spotify exclusives. They may say that too. Once they, if iHeart writes a check, watch out. Well, and there's also a, if they settle. a movement if they to write a check for damages. To, yeah. If they, oh, if, yeah, they if they don't go to court and they settle, oh, yeah. then watch oh, out. That'd be a real problem. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there's also an effort uh, to unionize at iHeart right now too. So I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, so there's there's that element to it. But I wanted to go back a little bit in time here. We, um, but I can Rich? mention Hold on. a little bit camera. about this this transcription tell, thing. Wait, 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 what? Rob. Tell tell me about the the is the unionization important because that that is interesting. Perhaps I don't want you to step over it if it's if it's relevant to what, well, I mean what it is. I mean it's not relevant to what we were just talking about. It's just oh, more okay. of kind of this movement. I mean that actually happened with Spotify not that long ago, um, and that, that, that there's an organization. So you can kind of see that labor is kind of consolidating again uh, right now, which is part of a bigger trend that's happening um, even outside of podcasting. And I know we've talked about on this show how content creators probably need to come together and do do something at some point. Um, because if you look at the big picture, a lot of these big listening platforms are kind of using all these podcasters <laughs> to grow their businesses, right? Um, but there's not a lot of two-way going back and forth on that. Why should um, they? Yeah, it, 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 you know. Exactly. But, but I wanted to mention about the ADA stuff too. If you actually go read the ADA, um, the, 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 the core problem is that the ADA terminology doesn't say anything about digital, um, or podcasting. It doesn't say anything in there about that. Well, and, it, and, and what we're talking about here is closed caption. So we're not really talking about pulling transcripts though that is generated through this, but th that's, it's kind of a little bit of a different conversation. Here's what, here's what the ADA is trying to do or whoever sued. Right. I heart is they basically say digital is the equivalent of broadcast. Well, and if they're you're, making that stretch, right. But that may not make it in court is what I'm saying. Well, let's say it does and right. it probably will. Okay. But, it, but let's, it could, okay. it could may, may, let's just, let's humanize this for a moment. People no, need words yeah. on the screen. That's true. Oh, no, they do. no, I agree with you, Adam. I'm just we're saying not, that we're not uh, saying they don't. Right. It's just it's more to do with why I think it doesn't take get taken seriously in the podcasting industry. Well, then podcast industry are dicks because people need words on the screen. I, it's okay. It's, yeah. It's a very important <laughs> feature. It, it was is one of the first ones that was supported, and I was delighted for my right. purpose personal reasons, which I'd never, never mentioned this while the development was going on, but I was like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is. I kind of dig it, that. It, That's okay. And I, I think that it's, it's overdue as well. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, the it is. is. It's here. It's yeah. here. It's yeah. here. You can go to several, uh, hosts. You can, I think one of them even, uh, does the, the transcription for you and tags it in there. And yeah, it doesn't work on Apple. Uh, and it may never, I don't know. But that doesn't matter because uh, you've now right. served your audience who had trouble hearing it, and now they can use yeah. a different app. They and can they go can somewhere else to get that content if they need to. Right. So, so really, and, and you know, not to make light of it, if you do that, you cover your six. Say yes, we have. We're we're supported mm -hmm. where transcripts are supported right. within the space. Of course, right? Of course, I, I'm just saying for you in particular, Todd, because <laughs> I know you talk. You're you're an old school business guy. Yeah. You talk to your clients, and you're not upselling them. You're giving them the truth, and now you have something to give them, and you potentially have a solution for them. Yeah, so well, that may change your dev time because I think you you can and you should charge for it. Transcriptions aren't free. No, free. really good ones are not. You, you right. know, well, you can do you can do eighty percent solution. Yeah, you can do 80% solutions relatively inexpensive, but it's still like yeah. a buck an hour. You know, so it's it's sure. not it's not cheap. Well, it's not something you should provide for free. Right. It's something that producers 
needs, you know, look, maybe you can bake that into your monthly price when you right. do changes, right. whatever. I mean, all that stuff, you know how to pack yep. it. I don't have yep. to tell you that. But yep. someone's going to have to start pushing it because it's it's so obvious. iHeart well, is the first one. Yeah. Who's next? And Who there's going to be some interesting right. groups. You know, it could be a whole group. You know, who's really the owners? All these things. No one wants the best way to uh, avoid all this hassle is just not to get have the hassle in the first place. That's right. <laughs> no one needs the, this crap. The other aspect of this too that needs to be brought into the conversation too is a lot of these big tech companies, uh, Google. Apple, whatever, are have plans to pull transcripts from all all the shows that are on their platform. Um, yeah, I know Pandora was going to do that. I, I know Spotify had planned to do that. Google, all those folks, and so that may you know hedge against this issue for them. Um, is their right, desire it, to it do just that? Seems so backward to me. I mean, that it, it makes no sense. They all know. Even Google knows there's a cost associated with transcripts. They, in fact, I think they know better than anybody what that well, really costs. So they, they want to use it for more than just um, closed caption experiences. Right. Yeah. No, they I, want to oh, use it for. Me, I know for, what they want it for. Everybody knows for deeper what they discovery want it for. We, but, you know, we we when the Google team was accessible, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> and when I was talking to Google, you know, they are currently creating a transcript for every podcast episode that they have in their index. Mm -hmm. So they and have those internally that freely available to those very same podcasts. I, I will sue them. Otherwise I would be, that, that is my copyright work. You have no right to republish my work. They're whatsoever. not, they're not republishing it. They're using it internally for whatever purpose for search, for snippet links, okay. for uh, that, all sorts that's of fine. stuff. That's fine. They yeah. can do that. They can do that all day long, but they better not be surfacing that as, as my official transcript. Or if they do, they give it to you via an interface you can get to privately that you don't, that no one else can. Right. Right. What do you mean? Well, let's or say, let's you say, can turn it off and on. Now, let's granted, say that they made it available in your portal over at Google podcasts. Uh, you could go over there who? to you, to you only. If they made it available oh. to you only, would you be cool with that? What do you mean? Me as the listener? No, you as the producer. You as no, a, I, I would, I would love for them to make, a, to have a transcription service that they use to uh, market the crap out of people who won't hear an ad on my podcast anyway, but allow me to use it as a, as a resource, a, as a transcript. Yeah. That sounds like a fair deal, that but sounds, not any, nothing, nothing short of that. I agree. Well, but if the I ADA sues Google, principle, I'd oh, use other people if I could, but you know, you get the idea. Right. Yeah. I mean, if the ADA law comes under some sort of lawsuit under Google or Apple or one of those, there may be extreme pressure on those guys to surface that. I think the pressure then the, I mean the pressure is on the publisher. This pressure is this lawsuit is not against uh Google app. Right. This right. pressure is right. uh, this, on the publisher iHeartRadio. Yeah. They're right. the ones that are under pressure for not publishing this. That's where it belongs and I agree with that. Because if you think about it iHeartRadio is more than podcast. It's radio stations and you know yeah, so, so so they're going to have to do real time just like they do on television, they're going to have to do real time closed caption, which that's a whole different, but that's cheap. Now that's expensive compared to what we're talking about. We're talking about at least being able to, you know, get a transcript and, and implement it. Uh, you know, yeah. I, Chances are Todd, they're probably going to use the same system. Well, I'm sure. Too. I'm sure. Right. Right. I'm sure if they're so, going to push it through, if they're going to push the audio through, they're going to push it through the same system. But 
Yeah, we'll see. But, but Adam, I, I wanted to talk about the whole um, difference between the podcast index catalog of 4.4 million shows and what Apple's putting out there. I know you had mentioned what 800,000 of them that are in your catalog aren't in Apple's no, that's, catalog. That's just the ACAST. That's just 800,000 of the, of the, sorry, the anchor, the anchor feeds. Right. Which is right. well known is yeah. a, a large, a large amount, but 800,000 of those are not, right. do not have an Apple ID. So there's, there's your, cause you, what you're doing is you're not setting it up properly. The comparison was made between now 4.5 million podcasts mm-hmm. at podcastindex.org versus 2.2 million at Apple. That Apple's reporting, and so right. right off the bat, uh, now we have a whole, uh, almost like a, a little team of people, but for sure the uh, mm-hmm. our, our big friend, the Swedish Trickler, who has scouts the entire internet all day long for RSS feeds that have not been published. And a lot of them belong to um, media properties in France, for instance, Poland. There's a lot of European entities that just never submitted to the Apple Index. And and you know what? People still use RSS feeds in the old school way yep. of subscribing manually. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an important distinction that there's many more in the podcast index that do not have an Apple ID associated with them. I don't have the number offhand. But right. just as a, as a new number, I think it's seven hundred and sixty or seven hundred and eighty thousand that are from Anchor do not have uh, an iTunes uh, I, ID. I believe that uh, Anchor turned off automatic submission, or maybe Apple right. stopped them from doing automatic submission to them. Right. So at some point within the last six months, unless the podcaster went and manually did it himself, he wasn't automatically getting on Apple. So I can see that, and I also can see. Remember, RSS goes, RSS was around a long time before podcasting was. So, you know, if, if you think of all the uses of RSS and all the uses of the enclosure tag since 2004, there's going to be a lot of content out there that, like you said, has never made it into some podcast directory. Like Apple yeah, Podcasts. I think yeah. I think we have a lot of a lot of what's valid and what's good out there. I mean, I, I'm I'm I stand behind what the guys think and, and that and we he, have a pretty good pretty good index. And here's the beauty good. that people can download it and they can look at it. Yeah, there's no secrets. It's open. <laughs> yeah, that's been going on for uh, for a long time. I mean, the four years that I worked at uh, Spreaker, a, a show could be created on the Spreaker platform and RSS feed generated. Um, but the podcast or the show never submitted to any podcast directories. It was just a live show, but it had an RSS feed associated with it. Um, so there's just a lot of people that don't understand how to submit to all the directories or want to or care, right? If they're getting listeners where they're publishing, where they are today on their website or whatever, that they're, they're happy with that. But if you I mean, honestly, my feeling personally is, uh, you shouldn't have to submit to any directory. It should be the directory's problem, you know, and we have a mechanism in place that every directory, you can start a directory today and every podcast that publishes, you will automatically be told about it and you can add it to your own index, whatever you want to do through PodPing. If anyone wants to see what that is, PodPing.watch. You can see podcasts updating in real time. It's it's unbelievably cool to watch. Um, You know, it's like, this it's it's the whole concept is backwards now it's only to protect themselves 
So, you know, the, the concept is we're big, we're bad. We own the app on the phone. Uh, yeah, you can use another one, but trust us. And for many people who are in the Apple ecosystem, that may be completely fine. They may love Apple's curation. They're, they're cool with that. They're not interested in going outside the box. Experience and history tells me that when you tell people the really good stuff, the dangerous stuff is on the outside, they usually go find it. And often like AOL, when they open up the web, they will just run out in droves to go get the good stuff, which is, you know, porn. But okay, it's still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if you go back and you think about the, the, the early days of the podcasting medium, um, the motivation for Apple to get into supporting podcasting, and same with Microsoft when I was working on Zoom, uh, was to sell devices and to get a subscription platform grown around music, right? So you think about where we started with this medium and what's been happening over the last couple of years, you know, um, Amazon's gotten involved, Spotify's gotten involved, um, uh, these big tech platforms and now Facebook, the reasons those companies are getting involved has evolved, right? It's not so much to sell devices anymore. It's to build an advertising business or it's a, it's a motivation around building subscriptions to the music streaming platforms for Spotify. That's the motivation now. So as we think about the evolution of podcasting, um, what does that mean, right? It, that means that the big entities are going to push us down this path of commercialization, and which is antithetical to the, the origins of podcasting, Adam. I mean, if, if we go back and we think about the early days, it wasn't about advertising. So, No, it was, hey, it was uh, about screwing the man. Right. Well, so I don't know. I'm still doing that. I don't understand what, because there's two, two new pod, there's a, one existing podcast app, which is Apple, which has become much less friendly. Uh, a lot of things broke with the Apple ecosystem, well-documented. Right. So there's right. another app, which you used to just listen to music. And now they're trying desperately to, uh, to move people, uh, over to, uh, to podcasting. Uh, when you say, uh, you know, what are we going to do about it? Fuck them. Who gives a flying fuck? I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. It's so uninteresting because it, and it's just fear. It's fear that is, is unwarranted. These people have no power at all. Zero power. What they're trying to do yeah. is they're trying yeah. to own take podcasting. Right. And they're they trying to take it back. Podcasting. And they'll do exactly what they did before. Like Google, they'll break it and throw it all away. Because right, or they, they'll go they out and say that, own it, and people are yeah. not interested in the interruptive advertising model anymore. Right. They if they don't see this, then they are just frolicking around and doing just dilly dallying just for the hell of it. Spotify has an honest to god vision. By the way, I don't think they said they had three point eight billion dollars to invest in podcasting and acquisitions. I think they said they had three point eight billion dollars to invest and do acquisitions. Well, I'm not so sure that's going to work. People do not get their entire audio experience from one app. They don't get their uh, their office experience from one app. Yeah, you may be forced into it at the at your actual office, but people use Gmail and maybe Google Docs, but they might share on um, their pictures exclusively on Instagram, but it's all over the place. There's reasons. The competition is good. The idea, the hubris of these companies that think, oh no, we can deliver it all to them. 
is a short-sighted thing. It's not going to work. I guarantee you it is not going to work. Spotify has yet to really make any money. You know, and now, now you know, the comedy guys are saying, screw you. And they have a flawed business model. The, the business model they have is where the product they sell, the price can be raised at any given moment. They have no control over it. It's a horrible business model. And so now they're trying to do it with some free audio. Um, I don't know what they're doing if they're putting ads in front of podcasts that have put that have just been put up there. I have no idea. I tried to buy some and I couldn't. I because here, but it, it's not <laughs> it's not interesting to the listener. Right. I do not believe it is very successful. I really don't. We don't have any true numbers. They're just telling us, you right. know, it's like whatever. Yep. But if you and podcasting is not you know, the top 1000 shows, it's millions of feeds, millions of things out there that have different value and, and are consumed with through different apps for different reasons. You know, yep. Spotify doesn't have the kind of sound processing that Castomatic has. Spotify misses many of the features that Overcast has. You know, now it's gotten down to, we're competing on the right stuff here. We're competing on features, not because they got a big swinging dick and it's, oh, it's Spotify. But really, I feel like you guys are pussies about it. And you need to be stronger. You know, you <laughs> you put development cycles into bullshit stuff, in my opinion, with Facebook, which to me is like, okay, but then don't tell me that we're not doing enough for podcasting 2.0 because you made a choice. Well, and, and, and by the way, I know why. I understand why. But let's just be honest about it. You know, there's there's work to be done. People make choices. Everybody makes choices. And it's interesting. Let's just talk about Facebook for a second. So when Facebook came to us, we have a best practices document. I don't want to build an API to Facebook because guess what? They change it. It breaks it. It's more dev time. I don't, I don't want that. I said, please let the podcaster just do their own thing. If they want to be on, let them submit let them add their show. Don't involve me to, to send you a, someone over to your interface where they're just going to log in and authorize it to be on their page anyway. Don't do that. I told them not to do that. And they largely did what we suggested in letting them have a direct relationship with, with the podcaster. So I don't have to have an interface like I had to have with Spotify where the Terms of service pops up and they agree to it. And then we send a signal over and they send a signal back. It was all bullshit. They should have done it just like everyone else did. Make it like Apple, make it like Facebook, make it like everyone else has taken in feeds, have a manual submission page. And luckily they did. They That's what they did. So I think. I thought, I thought that we were supposed to be making it easier for the podcaster to get their distribution built, right? Okay. I'm okay, Rob. I don't need to build that. I don't need. I know to, you don't need to. I agree with and, you. And and I, I can tell a podcaster, click this link. This will right. take you there. I don't need to build that. Why do I want? It, it, Facebook's not giving me no money. So well, then why didn't we do that with Spotify? <laughs> well, we should have. So, um, but in in the long run, the podcaster is going to tell us where they want to be, and we're going to try how try to make it accessible for them to be there, but. To, to Adam's point, you know, we try to tell them what to do. I got a company I'm dealing with right now. I'm telling them the same thing. Same thing I told Facebook. And they say, oh, we want to go the API route. And I'm like, okay, I'll get to you sometime next year. 
Well, Todd, we're both podcast consultants to these big platforms, and we've been that way for years, right? Well, but yeah, they, I, but they I don't know, always listen. I right? know another consulting team. Well, there you go. There you go. It's all your fault. All of this, you were the consultants. You were the we're the ones that are causing all these problems. Your fault. Your fault. You too. No one else. You too. And the Slack channel you came in on. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And right. I bet you, if the Adam Curry and John C. Devore consultation team was listen to two we would there have been millions of dollars then right. you're never take you as a client no you can't work with you as a client Todd. Yeah, not 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 workable but but we try to tell these folks and you know it's again you and it's 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 decisions by committee you know you don't have a conversation with one people you have a conversation with 25 and it's right. like team so, but what i'm saying yeah. is what i'm saying is if if your customers need to get on Facebook, they can get on Facebook. Right, right. It, right. So Rob said something very interesting. Isn't our job to help people get distribution? I think that may have been your job for a while in the old system where everyone you have to submit to everybody. I think that's kind of over. And um, yeah, but the there's so much confusion out about there, Adam. About is, do you getting want, your show uh, out? I'm sorry. There's so much confusion about how to get your show distributed. Everybody wants to be on all the listening platforms. I mean, unless I, you're doing an exclusive I, deal I with, can't, with, I can't with tell one you platform. The, here, here's, here's part of the problem. And I'm holding up a mouse for those of you that are listening. <laughs> we have podcasters today that don't know what the right click button is or this little scroll wheel. They right. don't know. So when they say to my support team, how do I get on this platform? We send them to a page. It talks about how you, Go and send, you know, submit your show to all these different locations. And, and we have to have this ongoing renewed conversations and public forums. Everyone, everyone thinks podcasting is still a push technology and not a pull. So that's a reoccurring once a week thing we have to explain to people. But I think what it is, is you have content creators now that just want to create content and they don't want to do just anything. Want everything else, automated. everything else automated. So you and I, we grew up where that wasn't the case. We had to do a little work. We had to do 15 minutes worth of work, submit to Apple and to whoever else we wanted right. to be in. 15 That's minutes not who we're of dealing work. With anymore. It's right. not the customers that I have to deal with on a daily basis right now. Right, right. Sadly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Appreciate that. We'll also add that I think the biggest service uh, hosting companies have done to the podcasting world is the educational part. And that's what you spend by far your most resources on, your most headaches, and you probably also get your most sales from that route if you're doing it well as well. So, Content um, marketing, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what where we're at now is, I'm just going to make some, I, I'm going to say presumptions. Mm -hmm. I presume that uh, Blueberry and Libsyn would love to be acquired by a big company who wants to do something in podcasting. And I'm just going to presume that is always in the back of everybody's mind because I've run companies and it's the way it was for me. So when the opportunity comes along and integrate with us, you know, it's like, oh, I got a semi because, you know, I was like, and I understand. I really do. I think they're charlatans, assholes, crooks. They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about podcasting. I thought the two women from the team were completely disingenuous, underinformed, have no idea what they're talking about. They're very good at Facebook stuff. Absolutely. They know what they want, but I don't think that they were 
they had really done much research into podcasting and mm. and what it is, where it's going, what has happened historically. Um, and what what I see is there is a group, a growing group of people who are working with the the industry, those who want to. And I think that is a long-term, much better relationship than spending cycles on Silicon Valley uh, because they really don't care and they will do anything for, to their benefit and they will kill you if, uh, now it could kill you and make you a multimillionaire, that's possible. So that's, and these, and so I'm not blaming anybody or anything, but I think that's what's happening. And uh, there are a couple of hosting companies who are not historically uh, don't have the same history. Who come from a different perspective, may have a different legacy, and they're uh, and they're focusing a bit more on what they can do with podcasting 2.0. Um, mm -hmm. In my mind, having run large companies, a public company, you get big companies involved in your company, it slows the shit down. It just slow. It's like molasses oh. getting everything. And you were. We're exposed to that all the time when yeah. we have a client that comes in that's part of a Fortune 1000 or whatever like that. It's it's not let's launch a show in two weeks. It's we're going to launch a show in six months and there's going to be 30 people that are in the decision chain and legal and everything else. So, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, I get it. Well, I think there's also this level of complexity that, that develops over time, too. And as your staff grows and as the organization gets larger, it's it becomes more wieldy to, to manage and to to fund and to, to, you know, create that cutting edge innovation. Um, I think every company struggles with that, but especially point, it, it, a lot of it is size, not right? creating it's implement it's implementing. There's implementations to be done. There's yeah. just implementations right. to be done. And right. I, and I don't think the, uh, the, the user problem is ever going to go away. And I understand, but in, in fact, we are saying the same thing. People, We'll now need to have transcripts or close captions or whatever you want to call it. It is kind of the same thing. Right. Um, make it easy for them. Yep. Right now, I jumped through a lot of hoops to publish a fully 2.0 compliant feed. I'm blessed that CurioCaster has an RSS generator built into it, so I was able to do it that way. But I'm still, you know, I have a whole different way of doing my chapters, and I have to get the JSON file. I mean, these are all things that, and, and I know because this is what it was 18 years ago. It's going to get better and some people are going to do it and some people won't. So yeah. I think that that may be as beneficial, maybe a little more to, uh, you know, it gives you a reason to talk to all your customers again, for sure. Hey, you know, we got something new here. Um, now, you know, and to be fair, you know, I told you before, and I'm sure we had this in the Macedon server for the podcast 2.0 stuff, I said, I have to build for the 99%. And I think you understand that. So I have to look at what is going to be the biggest bang for the buck for my customers. What's going to give them the most value. I got to give value for value because, you know, they're paying me for value. So we are not, and I think probably Rob can speak maybe for Libsyn too. We definitely looked through that stack and said, value, 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 value. Okay, let's put him in the dev cycle, get him in. Um, I'd love to have it all tomorrow. If I, if, if I could have it all tomorrow, I would click my finger and I'd have it all tomorrow. But you know how it goes when you're, you know, everything, oh, you're God, you're the CEO. Well, it don't work that way. 
You know, it, you know, there's a negotiation goes on with the dev team with the board and everything else. But I understand the desire to expand and make it easier for the space. How do I get on your board? Uh, well, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting <laughs> concept. Board, Todd. Todd, let me uh, let me talk to some fellow board members. Oh, that's an interesting concept. Maybe we'll have to talk after the show. <laughs> Happy to. I'd love to be on your board. I'd love to. I'd love to help. Uh, yeah. Help advise you with the board on which direction I think you might want to go. So, and I think from that perspective, um, you know, and also not making excuses. Oh, I am. <laughs> Part of our stuff was we were in a complete rebuild and I'm finishing up two years of complete rebuild of the entire platform. So next, next year we're going to get into that. Well, it's about 50 pages of stuff, (laughs) literally that we want to do. Yeah. The backlog. Yeah. And there's all the podcast 2.0 stuff is in that backlog. Um, You know, again, Everyone has to make decisions sure, and, sure. and you make the ones clearly that you think are best for you and for uh, your customers yep. and for your, your people at, uh, at Blueberry. Um, I'm, I'm just saying that mm, mm, I guess it's kind of, uh, it, it's chicken shit of me to do, but if I was running Blueberry, here's what <laughs> I'd do. That's what I'm saying. And right, of course, right. I don't have all the details, sure. but I do see other companies being able to, to implement some of this stuff. It's slow everywhere. That is completely yeah, understood. Yeah. But I'll 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 come on your show in five years from now and say the same thing and be <laughs> just as understanding. And and hopefully by five years from now we'll be way beyond this and all that will be implemented. You know that's the the end goal. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, but and, uh, you know probably, and actually not. I hope it's not five years. I hope well, in eighteen months we're much farther along. Well, podcasting that's a has great really. Question. Be- what is I'm sorry, Rob? Going to look like in five years? You know. Well, podcast is really become an important part of the media mix, and no one can deny the numbers. Uh, right. And that's global. And um, it, it's, I mean, there's just too many success stories uh, from so many different angles. Uh, whether it's just people achieving success for their own work and for their own personal pocketbook, or um, achieving success um, uh, by moving uh, political thought. I mean, there's so many so many things that podcasting is instrumental in and i truly believe it all boils down to no one has figured out how to annihilate something they don't like you know it is (laughs) but in a weird way it is truly you know the last bastion of free speech on the internet now that's not really true but because you're actually hearing speech you know you're you're hearing it, it it hits a little bit closer to home and you know even uh, the most rabid of the of the mainstream reporting, like you know, will say, "Oh, you know, Apple took Alex Jones off." Just to use an easy example, but he's still out there. His podcasts are still there, you know. And yeah, that's that's, true. that's kind of the idea <laughs> that it right. should be out there. Look, you know, if you got de- defamation lawsuits, it doesn't matter if someone's on Apple or not. You know, that's that's just clear cut law. This incessant need to want to get rid of things that people find offensive is in its in itself offensive and stupid and a waste of time. And it all is done is is given podcasting. It's the place, you know. I would hope five years from now we're looking at um, some more efficient way of uh, of actual media file distribution. Um, 
so that we can be doing a lot more richer media. And, you know, I'm talking video, all this other stuff. I, I think that's, uh, I think we'll come up with the right, the right hooks for that, along with the obvious interaction, the big one being now the cross app comments. And that is, you know, that's, it's kind of working. <laughs> it's like 70% there. So I can um, post a comment in one app and then you can see and respond to that comment in a completely different app. This is pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, but, you know, there's still a lot of moving pieces in there because who owns the ultimate root comment? You know, mm -hmm. who, who owns it? Decentralized, which is the cool thing about it. But some, somewhere someone has to have a piece of something to start it all up. So there's, all, you know, freedom always requires an extra annoying step. And a and, server uh, and databases. <laughs> yeah, but also you know, but obfuscating that, that obvious step that you have to take for complete freedom, meaning that someone isn't making it easier for you who at the same kind time could turn off that feature that's for you. That's right, that's right. It's always going to require an extra step. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we need to be educating our children, our sons, our brothers, our nephews, our nieces, uh, our daughters, obviously. We need to be educating everybody about how things really work and what you can really do with them. And if you want to be effective at communicating uh, or collaborating, what are the best ways and places to do that? You know, it wouldn't kill people to learn a little bit more. And, you know, I think to your point, we are, um, I've always, and I've said the same thing you just said, that podcasting is the last bastion of free speech. And I think that what really that means is that you're yeah, not that going to remain like that. Totally? Well, I, I, I think it will. I don't see how it can be upsurped. I just don't see yeah. how someone can come in and yeah, they they can get some more market share. They can buy more exclusive shows and they can silo people, but they're not siloing me. They're not going to silo Adam. They're, you know, that's not going to happen. So as, as long as I have my domain name, you know, my show will exist. And even if my domain name's taken away, it can be recreated under another mantra or another, another brand. Um, so I, you know, really, I, I think that this is, you know, we don't, we, why was, you know, that's the origin story of this. What, why did we start podcasting? Because we're tired of the, excuse my French, the fucking gatekeepers, the gatekeepers controlled everything. We couldn't get on platforms unless we signed a contract. So what do we have to sign a contract to do podcasts? No, no. You, anyone yeah, you can create a you podcast. Do if you want to be on Apple or Spotify. Well, well it's true, but you know, yeah. that's the price. You just, but you just don't get anything for it. Right. That's right. You don't get nothing for it. You're right. But so digital also enabled it else, to be possible. If that's what they too. want to do, then, then that's, that's their problem. Not <laughs> that's mine. right. So Adam, I wanted to ask you, uh, you've been on a, a, a guest on the Joe Rogan uh, Experience podcast and what do you think that the podcast space should take away from uh, what we've seen happen there with him, uh, with Spotify? Uh, do you think he's lost uh, lost huge numbers of, of audience by doing that deal? I don't know. I don't think it matters. I don't think he cares. I think he got uh, paid. <laughs> well, I don't, I, don't, I don't, it's not as simple as that. Joe lives in the model you're talking about. Joe lives in the, is still, he's Hollywood. He lives in the model of, mm -hmm. I got 10 million people. I need 11 million. You know, I need 20 million because that equals an, uh, uh, 
the amount of money I can get for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now right. that's, and that's, again, that's not really Joe. I know Joe in a very, is a very different kind of guy. He does have Hollywood people around him, real, you know, agents, managers, uh, financial guy, you know, all this sure. stuff. So he doesn't have to worry about that. Their job is to, is to function in that system. So this was an old Hollywood deal. There won't be many of these types of deals as witness, you know, how many are, there's a handful. Um, sure. But, you know, look at, look at how many podcasts there are and then look at how many have, you know, been taken exclusive. Um, I think that he's, he's made it. So the takeaway is, will you be, and your audience, I would say more importantly, be strong enough to, um, you know, to make the deal. So there's obviously things that, that Joe maybe was even self-centering about in the beginning, just to be careful, just to get through the, the honeymoon period of, uh, of the deal. Right. Um, even though, you know, his deal is directly with the CEO and the CEO has given him, you know, man-to-man type assurances. And I think that he's kept his word. Um, but it was more a statement by Spotify. I, I doubt that everyone else has the same free reign. Uh, there is a little misconception, though, about the censorship of the Joe Rogan show. In the beginning, uh, the part of the deal, as I understood it, is he could keep 100 episodes uh, for himself to post anywhere, keep on YouTube, do whatever he wanted. And these were some of them were the most, by coincidence, but also happenstance, the most controversial people, controversial, including one right. of mine. Uh, one of my episodes is not is not on Spotify, uh, but that was his right to keep those. And he, I think, he wanted to keep some evergreen. He also there was a few that he had fallen out with these people, or they had lied to him, and I think he decided to just get rid of those episodes altogether because he didn't like what those people had done or said. Mm. Um, so uh, the whole point of the way I see it coming from the Ron Bloom school of, uh, of company and podcasting building is let's make a big splash. Let's wave some cash. Everyone will sign up. Everybody will kind of ignore that. We're just going to run ads on your shit and never give you any money <laughs> and we'll build our company that way. And then we'll cherry pick whatever you want out of it. And then we keep capturing, we go on and on and on yeah. and on. Um, well, that's, so, I mean, Adam, that's why Spotify said that they, they had three and a half billion dollars to acquire, right. Is to get everybody spun up. Right. Well, it's, it, yeah, it's the same thing. It's, it's, it's part of the same, the same messaging, which, okay, that's great. But you know, the core is the, uh, is the music business and the music business is not profitable. And I don't think it really can be very profitable. So that's why, you know, yeah. they want to have more people paying subscription fees. I think they too, you know, probably the advertising gambit, they may not see that working out so well. I know they've had Problems it's flat. It's flat. It's not growing at all. Dave. The advertising side, the free side, isn't growing at all. It's a subscription side that's growing. For it's them. growing. Well, yeah. then good. Then then they then they should do that. I mean that that's perfectly fine. And if people want to be exclusive to Spotify, that's fine. But mm-hmm. I don't. It's not like a binary choice. It's not. It it doesn't really matter. You know, the people who want to listen to my my programming, they will find me. Right, and, and I'll and I'll make it as easy as possible for them. But that may mean that you can't use the Spotify app. Oh horrors! Right. You may say <laughs> it's not worth it to me. Your show, the content, what you do is not worth me switching to an app to listen just to your show. 
Okay. Then that's pretty low rating. So right? l- let me, I'm going to talk about one more thing and then we got to go. So we'll see how much smoke comes out of Adam's ears here. <laughs> so I had brought up in some shows ago, I had talked about, we'd had a guest on here that was moving directly to Spotify. He was going to go off other platforms because he's convinced that Spotify is going to take care of him as independent content creator. Well, we, you and I, all of us know how that's going to end. You know, he ain't going to get nothing from Spotify. They don't care. They're not going to pay podcasters. They won't. So what, uh, here's the concept. And I know this, this falls outside of the value for value, but just think about this from the way the ecosphere is kind of working now. What if you could get 50,000 podcasters to say, bye-bye Spotify. You can't have our content no more. Shut off the feed. They can't have access to it. And then as a collective, you go back and do that Hollywood deal and say, you want the 50,000 shows? Pay us. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, I'll give you an, an analog to that because this is something that's popped up recently. This is my, this is my personal answer to what you're saying, the way I feel about it. Um, there's a lot of talk about NFTs and we have a community and assets in the community, particularly album art and, you know, sound mm-hmm. clips and jingles and novelty songs. Yep. And I mean, oh we have my God, so many assets yeah. that, I mean, it is, it is almost a, an NFT heaven. Right. And, uh, people keep telling us, you need to do this. I'm going to set it up for blah, 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 all these different things. And our answer remains. No, we just want people to pay us for the work we do, not for these derivative pieces. I mean, if we if we wanted to make money, then there's easier ways of making money without, you know, actually kind of throwing your reputation a little bit up for grabs because it's just it's it it just it doesn't feel right. Um so if the ultimate goal for everyone who gets into podcasting is to make a living out of it, stop. Well, that's true. You probably won't. <laughs> that's right. I, I I have I've been doing this for over forty years, uh, not podcasting, but broadcasting. You know, it's not for everybody. It's the same thing when blogs started and Andrew Sullivan made a million dollars, and everyone's like, "Where's my blog money?" Mm-hmm. You know, it's <sighs> just not going to happen. Find the find the value in something else. Find the value in the connections you make, the people that will respond and, uh, and have friendships, you know, these types of things, that's the reward. We've got to look at this from, and I'm a capitalist and, you know, but the world is changing very rapidly around us and we're going to wake up and there's going to be a lot of things missing. Uh, A lot of products are going to be missing. And we're like, uh, you know, maybe diapers will be one. Uh, it would be prime, you know, and we're going to have to learn how to wash cloth diapers again. You know, this, the world is, there's some, some pieces of it are crumbling. And the idea that it's all just about the money, I don't even know if you want dollars at this point. You know, you got <laughs> to question everything. I don't know if I want to get paid in dollars. So, you know, let's, let's, let's make sure that, that we always remember podcasting is, not just a money-making scheme. You know, podcasting is a communications mechanism that you can do almost anything you want with. And there's a lot of rails that have been put in place that say, attach here and slide down. And that's what it is. It's a slide down full of disappointment, you know, 
because the focus is on uh, growing the audience. Yep. You know, the yep. focus I think should be on other. And, you know, maybe one day you know when I'm sixty-five, seventy, we should start doing the seminars or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm too busy working right now. <laughs> you know, and I think in I think we, Rob and I, and you fully get that. You know, I think we do because we we see the numbers. You know, I remember in the early days when I was writing guys a check for seven bucks, you know, it cost me more to process a check than it was the, you know, the value of the money I was sending. And so it was, you know, some of that is still going on today. Amazingly. Well, so the only you, remember, difference... <laughs> you remember the story I told you about the Curry and the Keeper show, our first show. So I did the numbers. We made $17 our first show in pure Bitcoin payments. Oh, yeah. And while I think that's actually probably more than a lot of a lot of uh, 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 podcasts get who start off right out of the gate with advertising because they probably get zero because you have zero listeners. Uh, it was so not about the seventeen dollars. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it was so about the little messages they send and the feedback and like, hey, we're gonna pop open a wine and listen to the next show. That's what it was about. You know, it doesn't all just have to be about. Growing the show, making the money. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and by the way, to round that out, Joe Rogan has an incredible amount of energy because I know he also does gigs around the country on weekends and he's got his uh, uh, his um, UFC uh, stuff that, mm -hmm. that he does. Uh, but to do four interviews a week uh, is... And to actually produce four interesting guests a week, it's man, work. that's it's real work. That's I work. remember I went out there. We we were yapping for three hours. We were smoking weed. We were drinking whiskey. <laughs> and then he had a whole nother three hour interview to do. Woo! I'm like, holy crap! So you know, it's a lot and, of drinking. Yeah, you're you're in the tank, and he's got to do the three hours. <laughs> and, and, and you got and then you got to be Joe Rogan, yeah, uh, an, an uber generalist, a Renaissance man, knows a little bit about everything. Um, uh, is not afraid to say he doesn't know or is wrong or, I mean, it is the modern day tonight show. And, you know, just like everything else, the pendulum swung the other way instead of the two minutes and 45 seconds, including 20 seconds of your clip uh, of your movie, you know, now it's four hours. Let's really talk about That's your right. book. So right. it, it's the, to me, these things are the success of podcasting. Joe Rogan's, Excuse me, maybe in a long way to answer your question, Rob, the success of Joe Rogan is not the money. The success of Joe Rogan is that mm -hmm. there are millions of people who now are sitting down and listening to two people have a conversation about right. something, something right. that uh, of interest. And these people are, are interesting and they have interesting things to say in general. Um, now, a lot of his stuff, you know, certainly earlier stuff was kind of wacky dude stuff, but you know, he's really found a format that is so enriching to the world. He had Dr. Peter McCullough on, um, on his most recent show. And I mean, I know exactly what McCullough is saying. The things the, the, Joe Rogan is mainstream. Now Joe Rogan had mainstream an interview, mainstream media that went counter to the entire narrative. Right. And is out there. And that makes me super happy. No one has to win or lose. But it's out there, and it's an, and I think it's more important than just look at just look at the TV numbers, look at the cable news numbers. It's laughable. 
No one's watching that shit. The problem is all these podcasters, right-wing podcasters who are playing clips of the left-wing media and bitching about it. That's how people even know what they're saying. <laughs> you know, we could end a lot of these problems just by stop doing that. Yeah. Do you think that uh, Joe will renew a deal with Spotify? You think at the end of his contract and or and do you think that he could build a bigger audience off of that platform? Again, is a bigger audience going to mean a hundred million dollars? Probably it, not. It could. I think it, it could. It uh, could be maybe more I than that. Know. I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. I don't know if he wants to go and find out. I don't know if he wants to deal with it. I, I don't think, I don't think he does. I don't think he wants to be independent and have to think about it. And have well, he still to, has his, uh, RSS feed on Lipson active still. Yeah. But I think that, uh, <laughs> I think that, uh, it would not work out for Joe uh, to come back at this time because he would for sure no longer be on Spotify and for sure not be on Apple and maybe a couple others. So the hit would be pretty big, I think. And, Oops. you know, th the way it works in platforming land is they go after your advertisers. So right, right. You know, now the advertisers aren't Joe's advertisers, the Spotify's That's advertisers. Right. That's so he right. shifted that problem. Will he come back to open podcast? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I can listen to him on Spotify if I choose to. Mm -hmm. By the way, I still get ads even though I pay for it. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> I don't know how that deal works. It's quite annoying. I mean, literally, the video stops and the audio keeps playing and then the video comes back. It's really weird. Well, it was my, my what I had heard anyway is that deal was done not about advertising. So Joe has all all the advertising rights. Hmm. No, 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 they, no? They, no. He licensed the show. The exclusive uh, advertising is all Spotify. Okay. Oh, it is. He can't, okay. he can't sell any ads. It's, no, I'm 99.9%. percent .9 sure. you think he gets any points on that? No, it's he, straight up. He straight up wrote, got the check up license. Here's your money. Give us X amount of episodes. He has to deliver episodes. Right. I, it's not per week, but he has to deliver episodes per year or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Makes okay. sense. Well, we're, I mean, really, you're right, though. You know, that's bullshit. If I go on his show, I should get paid. Yeah. That's right. I'm not going on anymore, <laughs> Joe. So, uh, Adam, how much, uh, how big of a check would it take for you to go to Spotify uh, exclusive? I know the answer already. I just had to throw it out there. Um, you know, I've thought about it. Um, there's been some things that have popped up in the past from some payment platforms and, you know, but, um, with, in the case of no agenda, there is no show if right. we, if we right. take advertising and get bought out that's by right. someone because it's just no show. That's, that's not the, the show works because yep. we don't have it. And, um, at this point in my life, where I am today, and I've discussed this with, with Tina, we've talked about this, certainly when it came up for Joe, uh, I said, I don't think I could live with myself anymore. So even, you know, I, we're doing fine. You know, I, I've, I've, I've had a great successes in my life. I've had helicopters and castles and they may come again. They may not, but I have a great life and everything's fine. And I don't have to worry about, uh, the next check. You know, I can wait for six months before I have to worry. Um, so I don't think I would do it. It sounds really highfalutin, but you know, I'm 57. I, 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 what would I spend it on? It would just—I've been very rich. It—it it brings a lot of hassle. You need people. 
You gotta have managers, <laughs> right. people around you, people to manage the people, and you know, it's annoying. But that said, there's always room for more money, of course. Yeah. I to say for years is- and years, there's been a lot of speculation about Howard Stern becoming a podcaster, but it, it just feels like now that that's not even Howard's tired worth uh, even even talking about too much anymore but it is a curious kind of feeling of a shift that's happening you know especially with Sirius XM getting into podcasting more it's almost like people are just listening to audio now it really doesn't matter how it's delivered to them yeah I think it's blurred um, right. I know that there are several uh, car audio companies who do OEM type stuff for high-end cars I know that they're all working on uh, integrating specifically podcasting 2.0, a couple of them. Um, but you know, I, it's, it's hard for me because I really enjoy Sirius XM for, for what mm-hmm. it does for me, which is really to be able to listen to the, the stupid cable news, uh, uh, casts in my and car when I'm right. driving. Cause you know, it's, it's like, that's a good way for me to monitor what's going on. Cause I have it on all the time anyway, just cause that's what I do. Um, um, but by the same token, I really enjoy, uh, 94.3, the rock, (laughs) Texas, the rock of Texas. Yeah. These guys are still doing the old school morning show with the bells and playing ACDC. You know, I really love that kind of hyper localized radio. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's blurred all over the map and, uh, uh, and people have no, affiliation with networks, you know, a, a network mm-hmm. used to stand for a certain type of quality, or that's the evening you only watch NBC, you know, must watch TV, that kind of stuff. Um, I just see smaller media islands. This is what I've been predicting for a long time. Call mm-hmm. it a tribe, call it a cult, call it a you know community, whatever you want to call it. And kind of like overlap. podcasting, right? <laughs> that's what it is. Well, podcasts are literally like that. Right. And right. Um, you grow not, not by... Uh, having more people, but by overlapping with these other tribes. So right. the no agenda Rogan overlap, uh, and right. it doesn't work in every industry because you can't always go on someone else's show. Like no one can come on our show because we don't do guests, but you know, Tom Woods and then that kind of, uh, that those two started to combine. And then you get out of the blue, people like, you got to be on Jack Murphy's show. I don't know who Jack Murphy is. And then, you know, and Jack Murphy sees people saying, hey, Curry's got to be on your show. And then all of a sudden we're talking on the show and we're having a good time. And now there's more expansion. That is that kind of stuff is is interesting. So you want to you want to grow your show. Um, make sure you, you connect to another another circle, you know, another yeah. another audience. And I think that's going to be the same for mainstream as well they're, they're living so in the past it's it's they really you know look at cnn cnn is they've hired yeah. chris wallace what why why are they doing that just to just as a as a competitive play against fox nation no because cable's dead he's dead and john malone right. is going to come in he's going to kick everybody out of cnn that's going to end so Fox. It's already been happening. If you really look at, <laughs> yeah, well, true. Uh, well, right. whenever they bring out the the pedophilia thing, that means everyone right. could be fired. You know, it's like, oh, there's pedophilia there. Uh, <laughs> right. People may have to may have to go and you know step back to spend more time with their families. You know, this this happens. <laughs> or, it's a horrible or, thing. And by the way, especially in America, 
I'm yeah. always amazed. And pedophilia aside, obviously. But let's just look at you know Cuomo's brother and many, many, many politics. The whole 2016 uh, election cycle in the United States in particular, we don't care about your policies. We don't care about the wars. But if you stick your dick in the wrong place, you're out of here. You are out of here, man. You're out of here. And like, what are we doing? What is important to us? Yeah. Being yeah. said. <laughs> so, Adam, uh, not that everyone already doesn't know. And if you don't know and listen to this show, then, you know, you haven't been listening. So where can they find you? Matter of fact, where is Curry and the Keeper at? Curryandthekeeper.com. Curry, is it the curry. curry and? No, this is, you know, I made such a damn rookie mistake. So it's Curry and the Keeper. You write it all full out. And, okay. and of course, we're still waiting for value for value website to be built, value for value art. You know, we're, sure. we're, we're <laughs> very basic. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's, how, that's how I love building it. Um, uh, but in the RSS feed, I titled it Curry Ampersand the Keeper. And that doesn't show up very well in search. Yeah, the ampersand throws off the search. So now Dave Jones is working on <laughs> how to uh, accept. That. If you do curry and just keeper, it works perfectly. <laughs> but if you do curry ampersand, rookie mistake on my part, of course. Uh, but yeah, curry and the keeper. In fact, we're about to do a new show uh, right after we hang up. That'll be our second episode, and uh, I would say no agenda, no agenda show. You can just search anywhere for that, and uh, above all, podcastindex.org. But if you really want to hang out a little bit and see what's going on podcastindex.social is uh, and anyone can join anyone can become a developer you can just be someone lurking in the background giving your opinions it's all appreciated and all welcome and i think it's important to say is there's a lot of people in podcastindex.social that are just you know they put in a comment here and there but there are a lot of lurkers yeah like you like you and rob That's you right. come by you fucking spray us with an uzi <laughs> like that'll never work <laughs> Uh, I never say that. And then run, right. (laughs) And exit stage right. (laughs) I really, both of you, thank you so much for being so open and frank. This, I think this is one of the best talks we've had about this. Uh, Certainly, you know, the issues that podcasting has had, that it currently has, you know, where we are moving forward. You know, obviously, you know, you're both incredibly appreciated and you're, you know, you are pillars of the industry. Uh, I'm just the kicking against you. No, nah, not at all. That hasn't no, changed all. in 20 no. years, gentlemen. No, it's, it, you know, here's what it is, Adam. If, uh, if I had a magic wand, I you know. know. Oh, Todd, it, watch yeah, out. He's the one if that started all this, Todd. <laughs> Who? Adam. Yeah, I know. Of I course. Know. So he's the one to blame. No. <laughs> you know, hey, I've said it. I've, all my fault. I've said it. A, I've said it a thousand times. If I had not sat down and listened to Adam and Dave. Right. Talking about this space, I would not be right here right now. So he, right. he, him, and Dave are, res- at least for me, responsible right. for why I'm here. So Adam knows that totally many times. We're here, still here and we're still talking to each other. Yes, we are. Right. Dude. <laughs> True. I and, even talk to Cridlin these days. It's a crazy world. Right? Yeah, it is. So <laughs> we but, found middle ground. So yeah. cool. So, uh, it's Adam at Curry.com. I'm going to tell everybody, hey, don't fill his, in, fill his inboxes. If it's trash, he'll ignore you. But uh, <laughs> I ignore nothing. I may not respond. That's right. right. But um, 
I'm Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. Rob? And I'm on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee. And you can send me an email if you want, robg at Lipson.com. Happy to hear from you. And it's always great to get feedback from, from everybody that's checking this show out. And if you have comments on today's show, definitely drop us a note. We want to hear from you. If you've got any secrets, drop us a note as well, because we always love to get uh, scuttlebutt and secrets to talk about on the show. But again, Adam, thanks for coming on and spending time with us. We're over. I value. Sorry for we went over. I know you've got, like you said, you got another show to do, so we'll let you go. That's the beauty, man. We can start whenever we want. We don't have to hit the top of the hour. You know, we can can start a little late. That's true. All right, buddy. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time on the new show. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.